know, the point is, dogs don't wear pants anyway. And so, yeah, okay, so I think we're ready to go into our real discussion this morning. That was good. Alright, so, um, this one we've been mulling over for a while. Uh, this is sitting at the table, by the way. My name is Eli Galan. And I'm joined today with Esteban. By the way, our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Just in case you might want to know. Uh, we'll just cut that out. And joined with Esteban. No, I'm not cutting anything out. <laughs> by Esteban Galan, uh, Jesus Belchin, and yeah, Trina Gearing. And, and I'm Eli Galan, by the way. And so now our topic for today, we've been thinking about this one for a while. We've been uh, doing yeah. a lot of research. We've been doing a lot of prayer on it as well. And yeah. and I think we're at the point where like we really don't have much of a, uh, a disagreement. We're definitely gonna have a lot of good discussion because I do have some things that that I struggle with going back and forth on this topic, and that mm. is uh, specifically uh, the, are Christians. I'm gonna I'm gonna say, is there ever a justification for Christians using violence? I think that's that's the question that we're gonna go with, mm-hmm. and that's where we're gonna keep it focused on. Is because I mean the question on do Christians, or, or should Christians um, commit any act of violence or aggression? And I think that's a very different question from, is it justified? Because the reason why people would say that we should is because there are things that justify us either hurting someone or even going to the extreme of taking someone's life. Right, right. And so we're just going to go around the table and say everybody's uh, just a short blurb on like what your stance is specifically on this and so we'll start with you Jesus uh, okay. your stance on is is there any is there ever any justification uh, for Christians using violence yeah yeah I would say definitely there is um, I'd want to um, say that also with a disclaimer of just saying um, I really think it's a lot more of a discussion of where those circumstances are but in general principle I think we um I think most people would agree that at some point there is justification for somebody to use um, violence to either, you know, stop aggression or um, just use violence with the intent of stopping more harm. All right. So that was like just where is justification? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Katie, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm sort of a little bit across the board um, with this one, just because I was raised in a home where the protecting your family is like a number one priority. Uh, every part of like all my extended family has guns in the home um, for that reason. My dad does, even though I'm pretty sure he has no clue how to use it. Um, <laughs> there's there's always been that sense of we'll be safe because of this. But as I get older and I read more of the word and I just experience more in life, I don't think it's a necessary aspect. Of course, there's like there's different circumstances, especially with um, like capital punishment and or like something with the law that maybe there's going to be violence there or uh, some way to to punish someone. But uh, I'm not quite sure where those instances are for normal everyday people because I haven't had to experience any of it. Mm, yeah. Thankfully, thankfully. I think most of us haven't had to. All right, what about you, Esteban? I think, for me, it's, it, it has been a constant struggle uh, to try to separate, you know, what I believe is just and then trying to discover what God finds just. And um, 
So that also means that I need to start thinking about like, where does, where's my loyalty to my kingdom lie? Is my kingdom in God's kingdom or is my kingdom in man's world, in my country? Because we have national ideas about what's right and wrong, but there's a kingdom level of what's right and wrong. And I think if we start separating ourselves from like what we have decided what's just as man. Is it just to um, offer capital punishment to somebody who has done a violent act? Um, yes. But is it true also in God's kingdom? And that's where I've been focusing my question and I, the more you pray, the more I've prayed, the more I've like, just like struggled with that question the more I find that grace doesn't allow for us to be a part of this violent story of this world. That's what the cross is about. Um, it's this moment of grace in the, in the midst of like the most ugly violent scene where we crucified and we beaten and we've humiliated and God said, I love you and I do this. He, he defeated it not with violence, but with grace. And that's where we take our inspiration. And so I think um, that I found my home in a world where, as Christians, in every step from uh, invasion into our home to our um, part in a military act for our nation, we as Christians cannot be a part of the mainstream walk. And we have to start being bearers of grace and moments of impossible grace. Okay. So, I think where we want to first start in asking what kind of question we want to start with is, mm -hmm. um, let's just talk, let's just first talk about why, 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 where in the Bible that it tells us that killing is just blatantly wrong. Like, you, mm -hmm. you're not supposed to do it. I mean, obviously, there's the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. You know, like, that's like the obvious one that we all know of. But, like, we're just going to start there on, like, what, where does God see killing as far as, like, yeah. you know, in general? Right. Um, so do you, do you guys have anything that you guys want to, like, you know, I threw out the Ten Commandments. Is there any other specific scripture that you were like, yeah, it says right here that, you know, we're not supposed to be doing that. I mean, there's a whole loving your neighbor and you're and, you know, lessering your enemies. Right. Um, what, what else? What else? Right, right. I think the next step you'd find is probably Leviticus, the law of Israel at the time. And I, and cause I, I understand that now, like, now I have, like, this case where there are moments of violence in the word, and, and Leviticus is one of the first places that we start talking about an eye for an eye. Um, but I think this goes back to the first point that I made that there is a difference between God's kingdom and man's kingdom and Leviticus was a way to uh, for the for the judges to rule um, man and we didn't and it was the beginning of Israel trying to become civilized and uh, that was man's way of deciding how to follow God um, and we tried and tried again many a time, and we kept falling as a nation of Israel until God said, okay, 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 Here, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to send my one and only son, and I'm going to physically walk with you to show you how to uh, follow me. And uh, so, like, we, we do get evidences of, like, where 
the just thing in the in the nation of Israel was to you know you take my brother I take yours and then later Jesus comes back at us and says no no you need to love your enemy and then we start struggling with that as a nation of Israel and then as a people who want to walk the way right on that I think <clears throat> that kind of goes to show um like obviously Esteban and I, I think we have like a very like different uh, basis. So like with him, like um, I, I would say that Leviticus is like God estab- like establishing the law to Israel. Um, not to say that's something that's adv- he's advocating now today, but I mean it was something that God established then. Um, I think about like a couple things. Honestly, I I have to admit I'm kind of surprised um, with this whole topic. I mean I think for like it was the past two years I've really been mulling this over. But, like, um, there definitely isn't, like, it's funny, there definitely isn't scripture, especially in the New Testament, that Jesus or the apostles say that says, you know, you should kill <laughs> to defend somebody. But there also isn't, uh, isn't very clear scripture that says you shouldn't kill uh, to even to defend this. Um, at least I haven't seen it yet. Um, I think one of the scriptures that I, I, I think is most relevant, and hopefully I do a good job of explaining it, is um, Romans 13. And obviously, Paul is talking to the church about how, you know, they should act as, um, you know, Christians, how they should give themselves a living sacrifice. I think in, like, Romans 12, um, in 13, he goes on to say, like, every person is subject to the governing authorities, um, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinances of God, and they have opposed those who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. Um, and he goes on to say, for rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Um, do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good and you will have praise from the same. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll read the next verse. I think that applies as well. So verse four, it also says, for it is a minister of God to you for good. But if you do what is evil, be afraid for it does not bear the sword for nothing. For it is a minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath on uh, the one who practices evil. Um, I, I use this, and, and I, um, the reason why I think it applies is just because um, as, as individuals, I think it's a really different story about how we should take lives. But there's a lot of moments where people aren't acting as like individuals, but I mean, they're acting like as the governments or like the authority. Um, and like, it, it seems to me like, um, that like, especially like Paul in the scripture is like advocating like the use and the power that, um, government authority has, um, not to say, you know, obviously that everything they do is good, but that like, I read this and it seems like there is a place for, um, a law to be there and for like punishments to be there. Um, so I, I think, yeah, that's, that's kind of, I think that kind of, that does apply to a certain extent um, over to us. So, I, so what you're talking about right now is like capital punishment. By, you know, honestly, right? I, I don't, I mean, he might be saying capital punishment, but he does, he's not explicitly saying capital well, punishment. Well, you're talking about the government having the ability to make a decision on whose life should continue. Um, which would no, be like no. capital punishment. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm saying like capital punishment, but I mean like, you know, making somebody go to jail, making somebody right. like serve time, you know, just I anything. Agree. I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. This is a this is a uh, conversation about whether or not we are to ter- partake in violent acts. It's not a conversation whether or not there should be judgment against someone. The government mm-hmm. and as the people of God, we are to obey our laws mm-hmm. and honor them. 
and do what is good so that we do not end up in trouble. Right. Um, but do we have as a nation the right to commit violent acts against somebody? And I'm not sure that that scripture allows us to do that. Like we, our culture have already completely accepted the idea of capital punishment. Mm-hmm. We have death row in our judicial system. Is that right? Maybe. So hold on. Is is it our obligation to make like? the kingdom or the empire of America or whatever you want to be, is it our obligation, our job to make that kingdom more moral? Or is it our job to make uh, that kingdom more of God's kingdom? Do you know what I'm trying to say here? Like, so yes. trying to th- change things like, like capital punishment. Like, if that's the direction you guys are wanting to go, that, that's a legislature thing, you know. Yeah. Is, that, is that really the things that we have control over? Is that the things that we're trying, we're trying to make God's kingdom... America, right? Or we, or like, are we trying to make America God's kingdom? Well, here's the thing. The, well, here's the difference, though. Okay, so different. It isn't. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, because here's the difference. Um, if it was uh, a monarch, let's throw back to early England, right? And everything was ran by the monarch. Right. We don't have the ability to change that law. That's up to the king and his morals and his relationship and his God. However, in America, we live in a democracy. And because we live in a democracy, we have the moral obligation to make... So because we do have uh, control over our legislature... Right. Well, we have an obligation over our legislature, too. Yeah, as Americans and as Christians. And so... I just don't think that, like, yeah, I think that should be a priority, but I don't think that should be the priority. I think that we have to focus sort of on the people here making making it God's kingdom within America and not making America into God's but kingdom. But it goes both ways. It goes yeah. both ways because while, yes, you're right, it should start with relationship, and relationship is always what it's about. And I think that we can accomplish that second goal by doing the first one. Right. Because if we can change the the area and the thoughts of the people, then we can but go that means how, like a did, but that, You <laughs> need to have this before you can do this. Yes, yes. but everybody way. needs to be voting in order for that to happen, <laughs> right? Like, it doesn't just happen. Like, if suddenly we all become, you know, peacekeeping Christians, if we can all become peacekeeping Christians, but if we do not vote then it doesn't matter. It's not going to change. So it's, it's a, it happens at the same time. It's the same. It's like skiing. You know, one ski does this, the other one does this, and we go in the same direction. I, I want to, it was a few days ago, I posted an article about, I think it was kind of about this topic, and my viewpoint in the article was saying how, like, we shouldn't treat treat politics as religious dogma. <laughs> right. And it's, it's so funny, because I think that's, like, another, like, just like a basic principle that we like you and I asked upon like a, a disagree on like I would I would lean on the side that's like it's not on the, on the same par but I think you would lean more so on it is because of what you just said right well you can't like we will never become a just nation if the just people of God are not voting mm-hmm. and so we have to vote that just comes down to it. Whether now you find that your place is to become an activist at the Supreme Court with picket signs saying, and capital punishment now, that's a whole different thing. You don't have to become an advocate for that, but you always must be voting. You must always be engaged because otherwise, because that's just how our government works. That's just how the American democracy works. Back, so, back oh, on, hold on to... Sorry, I, ahead, I just, I just want to put, yeah. really want to put this train back on the tracks. Um, uh, I wanted to keep th- this one specifically focused on Christians. Uh, we don't. We can talk about legislature, politics, all that. 
on another time. But like specifically, I want to talk about right. Christians. And so that being said, right. as us as Christians and as people who are looking for a just nation, because we are honoring our kingdom of God, because it says clearly that our nation, we will be judged as a nation. God refers to us as uh, people, not individuals. In fact, right. throughout the entire history of the Bible, it says we, the nation of Israel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to take the sins of our community, not just my own. When I go to be judged before God, God's going to judge me not just on my own accord, but who I was within as a community. I'm going to be judged for America's sins. And now, I, and you can go through and just, I, just skim. Think about every single time a prophet or a king talks about their sins, and they will always say we. And I think that's really important because then we can start really focusing on community because I don't think our faith is supposed to be an individual walk. It's supposed to be a walk with uh, disciples. And so that means, you know, when we talk about issues like capital punishment, you know, whether it's a thing or not, that's due to the legislature we must have a fervent stance about that person's life still matters to God and if it matters to God it matters to me doesn't matter what they've done they're still a child of God and because God values all life that person doesn't deserve death by hand by man that that's judgment is up to God we are just here to show love and grace. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that you aren't behind bars, but it also doesn't mean we get to take their life. Right. I, I want to know just if we have any uh, like direct uh, conflict with what Esteban said. I'm like, like specifically, do we have direct um, control over or, or decision on somebody else's life, no matter what they did? Like, do. Do we as Christians have that role? Yeah. I don't think we as Christians do. Um, but, like, it's weird because it's like, it's it's almost like it's a, as Christians, we don't. As the government, the government has, like, a place for itself. But that's um, why we need to be advocates oh, yeah, within we the government that. to protect their life. Um, yeah, I, I guess, I, I guess uh, on that, yeah, I, I agree with you. But, like, let's say, like, what would be, you know, uh, some person, what do you, whatever you call it, the person who actually like executioners supposedly. Yeah. Like, let's say the law now is allowing it and it's actually demanding for capital punishment. Is what is, at that point is that Christian supposed to do? Because at one point he's supposed to, you know, we're saying, you know, as Christians, it's a completely different conversation. Um, I would say. Well, I mean, I, do, do you see what I'm saying? saying? I, I don't think I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I am. I'm. What I'm getting from you is that like. Um, is the responsibility on the executioner, or, or like, is there blood on everyone's hands? Like, I'm sorry, I'm just. Oh, okay. Um, like, I think blood is on the executioner's hands. It's on everybody's and hands. And it's on everybody's well, that makes hands. It everybody, everybody uh, honestly, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I guess it would be on the government's hand, which is like which everybody, is us, yeah. which is us, which, the people. And, and that makes sense. But I mean, again, then we'd go back to the point of, okay, as a Christian, do we ever have? obligation or place to where we should be killing as a moral obligation. And I would um, say no. And I would yeah, say, right. yeah, and there is some place. I don't know where the places like, are. I, but I need, yes. like, if there is an answer on, like, yes, we do have the obligation to take mm-hmm. someone's life, where's the scripture on that? 
Right. Well, I think about, I just think about Romans 13 um, as one of them. But um, how does that, okay, but the, we, uh, can, can, okay, go ahead. Can you know that? Well, I, I, just I mean, to, to I think, a little bit. yeah, I think I ever, like, already said it. It's just like, like, Paul, like, advocates, like, the, the place of this governmental authority um, and, and advocates that we, oh, we like, respect that and honor that. We just, we just, we just um, had a conversation, though, about the difference between governmental authority and us as Christian people. And right. us as Christian people, we've decided that we do not have the role in anybody's life decide that they should live or not. Oh, okay. And I'm sorry. Yeah, I think now that yeah. we put it in the context of America, where America's values and laws comes to place, because like I, like I said, if I think he's speaking about a monarch, because back then everybody had their kingdom ruled by some kind of deity or some kind of uh, king. Right. Today, our king is the people. The right. people make our laws. And since we are the people, now our nation is, in fact, if there's any more judgment towards a nation, it's more towards us can, than can we the go, people. Okay, I, I think, um, sorry, I think I'm just misunderstood. So, yeah, yeah so like as us, uh, regardless of like the government's place, uh, quote, unquote, um, like us as believers, um, the question was like, is there a place or where is that allowed to? Um, I have a couple more scriptures I would love to reference back to. Go for um, it. So, yeah, one it, of them is like, right yeah, yeah. So like First Timothy five eight, um, who like whoever does not like provide for his own uh, for others, especially his, those of his own household, is worse than an unbeliever. Um, and I think we can all agree like there is like a place of um, obligation for people to like care for one another and to protect one another and to like guard one another. On that, I also like like I think it's a kind of important, definitely not as important as some of the other things um, that we've talked about is like, you look at scripture, like each time there is like some soldier or some like person working for the government um, they don't ever like call them out or make them call them out for repenting for like taking people's lives or working in that way and in general, I, I just don't find um, I'm pretty sure you guys are just going to like disagree with me on this, I just don't find especially in the New Testament like a clear indication that like life isn't supposed to be taken if there are like you know other people's lives that need to be protected um especially especially if those other people's lives are unbelievers um as opposed to believers uh, okay yeah. i'm gonna try to work through that <laughs> um, so here's the thing uh, you think about the most like what are the most like popular quotes by jesus you know, uh, love your enemy. Right, mm. and that, that's the whole thing that I was going to go with mm. is like because in the whole like you, you said the New Testament doesn't really have anything like that, but I, I feel like the whole New Testament is about lessering your enemies. And not, not I don't mean that way of like make them lesser, but make them not your enemies. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and if they're not our enemies, then why are we killing them? Right. You know, and, and so I feel like that's what the whole. I think. Yeah. I, I, I think, think the, it's okay. Yeah. I just want to say one small thing, like. Um, just because I love my enemy doesn't mean like I have to use force on them, um, if that makes sense. I mean, I guess w- I guess we can both agree that there's a line, there's a place of loving your enemies, which uh-huh. I totally agree with, and there's also a place of protecting people and and being a voice for those. And that's and when being a shepherd. I have to bring up so, the next quote from Jesus. Go ahead. He says that when someone strikes your face, right? right. What do you offer? Right. right. But that no. What do you offer? Oh, you offer your other side, yeah. your, your other yeah. cheek, yeah. And, and I think about very specific um, people throughout the Bible who, like, 
we're completely faithful to God. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think about Job. This is a huge story. He did not just lose his livelihood. He lost his family. Mm-hmm. And yeah. because he was faithful to God, he didn't push back. And he allowed it to happen. He lost his kids. He lost his wife, his concubines. Um, but the point is, is that even for the sake of his family, to stand by God is to not react out of your initial you know, flesh. Yeah. Instead, you stay patient and you stay focused on God. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I think we need to just address the point. We've been switching back and forth like they're equal between violence and between killing. And mm-hmm. I think there's a distinction and we haven't made that yet on whether and what kind of violence is okay and is killing part of that well, okay violence? Honestly, okay. I, I, think, um, I think I would want to make those synonymous because um, I, I think I, about... I, I, I agree. Like... Well, could you I think agree. about it, you know, if, if they okay. strike your you know, left or right cheek or whatever, turn to your right cheek, it's not talking about, like, if someone's trying to, like, kill you or something like that. It's talking about, like, somebody's, like, disrespecting you or just using physical I violence, too. I think it goes all the way to but, the depths of murder. On that, I mean, I, I honestly don't think so. I think it's it's in response to, um, oh, oh, like, disrespect. Somebody's slapping you, uh, backhanding you, and it's just, like, allow them to disrespect you more. But let's say it is someone does violence to you. There's a difference between somebody just doing violence to you directly well, and then somebody doing violence to other people and well, you have the ability to protect them. Let's go back to Katie's point, though, because I think what we need to distinguish is are there different levels of violence and then is there a point for violence? On our part. I'm not saying platform. on other people's right. part. Like, if someone comes in... <laughs> we talked about this, you and I, like, um, yesterday. If someone came into your home with the intent to kill, how... What do you do to stop it? Mm-hmm. And honestly, in my, like, the forefront of my mind, I'm going to do something to disable that person from committing that, that act. I, don't, I wouldn't go as far to kill them, but I'm saying if you have a gun, maybe use it to shoot for arms or legs or something just so you don't, you're, you're not supposed to take that choice away from them that they have to kill or not, but I think... You need to stop them to give them time. Right. Do, do we want to go into this? Because this is one of our later points. Do we want to go into Coming this right now? Well, let's go ahead again. Yeah, go ahead. Here's the thing. When I think about violence, okay, um, there's, there's a lifestyle that comes with violence, okay? If you decide that you are going to become a, an armed individual and you want to be able to defend and protect your family, maybe defend and protect your nation, these come, it comes with philosophies you adopt. And the question is, are those philosophies compatible with God's kingdom? I have a verse that goes dr- perfect with that. And it's um, when yeah. Peter strikes somebody, um, the servant's ear off, um, Jesus responds saying, those who live by the sword die, die by, by the, the sword. sword. Yeah. And because you begin living a life of violence, you will be taken out because of violence. Mm-hmm. So you're, what I'm getting from you is that you take it as sort of a domino effect that if you if you start and you say, okay, this is okay, that eventually it's just, you're just going to take it all. Yeah, you can't, you're not able to be like, you can't, you have to, you have to choose. It's, it goes one way or the other. Either all life is deemed valuable underneath God's eyes or it's not. And, um, and then, of course, that always leads to the conversation of what is life. We've had this podcast before. 
But what I do know is that pretend not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we pretend not to. <laughs> um, although we, but what, what I do know is true that whether they are in jail, whether they are ISIS, whether they are a burglar, they are alive, mm-hmm. and they bego- they belong to God. And nowhere in this scripture did God say, Esteban, you are a judge upon the Lord, and you have the right to say that that person lives and that person doesn't. But the one thing that he did say was to love him with all my heart and do unto others as I would want them to do unto me. Mm -hmm. And that's not as much what I'm arguing. Do you you love that person so much that you would uh, let them take that life, let them make that choice, or do you love them enough to stop them before that happens to pre- in, a, in a sort of symbiotic you're protecting someone and you're stopping them from making that yeah. choice? Or is that something that you're not supposed to be able to take away is that choice that they have to kill? Okay. So, so I, think, I think the biggest problem with this is like whenever it comes to stuff like this, an attacker at the door situation, there is so many like different situations where like, do I know he's trying to kill, me, kill yeah. my family? There's do I know me. that like he has, he has a gun? Do, do I know I he's going to kill more people? after yeah, right. and yeah so there's like, so many and, and so it's just so situational like that and we have to make it to where there is a blanket so is Katie making like, the question that like or should we tackle them right yes I, I don't think God says that there's no violence like if we're talking about the violent act of like t- tackling someone out of love like that's that's a thing Right, we we can make sure that they are safe. They gotta not harm themselves and harm others. So you think you you think okay? So so it is like an act of restraint, like restraining somebody. Is that an act of violence? That's an act. <laughs> I could believe that. It, uh, I think it is, but yeah, I, I would say yeah. Like, it depends. It is. Uh, honestly, so, so then then what that's saying is is that well, yes, there is violent, justifiable violence. If you're saying that yes, you, it is justified well, to restrain this? someone, and Let's you're see. saying that that's violence, and that is. Yeah. That is Let's just Are you going to look up the definition? Because there's definition of violence. Just so everybody knows, Eli and I, before this, we both read a book um, called Fight by Preston Sprinkle. And um, he does, <laughs> there's like a 50 billion different versions of the word violence because right. he talks about all Let's of them. About the most popular <laughs> in the oh Webster definition. Well, like behavior no. involving physical force intending to hurt, damage, kill someone or something. Okay, so that is not restraint because you're not intending to hurt right. them. You're intending to stop them from hurting somebody else. Mm. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> I feel like that's only, restraint is only not violence in that case if you're literally restraining them with some kind of bondage because you can stop someone from killing someone by inhibiting their movements and sometimes that involves other forms of violence. So I don't yeah. think restraint, restraint maybe by itself in the definition and in, in the denotative form Sure, that's not violence, but it's under circumstances, different situations, I think there's wiggle room. If, right, yeah. so like restraint, like, you know, like what we were talking about earlier, if it, yeah. attacker at the door, you have a gun, You let's say you have a gun, uh, and you shoot them in the leg, is that the same well, act as, a, is that a restraint act, or is that a violent act? Well, yeah. here's, a, that, that's a violent act. Because you are, you are, you are, you are intending to hurt them. Yes. And so here's the thing. I'm a big, if if we have any like consistent listeners to this podcast, I'm a big, uh, my favorite thing is to go back to, you know, what did Jesus like teach us? And he taught us that everything is intentional. You know, we talked about, you know, what is um, murder? It's not just the act. It's your intentions. Do you hate that person? And if you already hate them in your heart, you've already murdered them. And yeah. so, like, do the you thing- think it's possible to do that kind of action though without hate? 
I look. I, d- look. Well, my, my, my out of love for that person. Okay, fine. Let, let's let, hold on. Let's stop for a hero. Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish my thought real fast. <laughs> you should because, let him finish. All right, all right, all right, all right. Because my point was this: because we learned that Christianity and our morals come from intent. It's not our actions. If my right, intent. Yeah. So oh, when yeah, it comes yeah. to it, so violence is strictly out of intent. So if it's out of intentions to harm, hurt, or murder or kill. <laughs> then it is violence, regardless of what it is. So even if it is a restraint, you could, if you see someone who's about to attack your family, because this is a hard line, if when it comes to restraining that person or keep preventing that person from harming them, but you think that you have to harm them in order to do it, that is now an act of violence. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so, like, anyways, if, if you have any thoughts... <laughs> any other, like, I, yeah, I yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go back over here. Um, <laughs> Shoot, man, I can't even remember it now. Uh, <laughs> Katie had mentioned something about. Um, okay, <laughs> if you're if you're wanting to to stop them, if you're wanting to stop somebody from hurting somebody else, and, and, and let's say you shoot them in the leg or something to stop them, right. is that an act of hate, or or could you do that out of love? Yeah. Now I want you to stop and like try to make this a bit personal. Think about somebody yeah. that you love. Would you shoot them in the leg? Mm-hmm. Like, because. Do you really want? Do you, would you want to cause them pain to stop them from doing? I don't know. Like, just actually try. Like, try to think about that. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's kind of close in this specific scenario to like just doctors and doctors' rules of just like causing more harm to actually help somebody. Um, it's almost like the same kind of like mindset of just like. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Well, oh, you should probably just cut that out if it doesn't make sense. I think it does. Like, I, I'm I need to pull your arm out so that way I can actually oh, put okay. a brace on it. Yeah. That's all I was saying. But well. That's and- not <laughs> That's not an act of violence because it's not as the intention of harm. And oh, I, yeah, think, yeah. I, I think going off of that, that's that sounds justifiable to me that it's not out of hate, but it's about do you trust yourself in the moment not to hate the person who's going to come and kill your, your wife and your yeah. kids or your dog or whatever's important to you? Do you trust yourself enough not to hate them in the moment? Yeah. Being a completely honest person, I think the majority of people, the answer is no. Yeah. Because, like, you're wanting to protect your loved ones. There are very few people in this world that I would trust. And in the, that with that, like, I'm okay with specific educated and well-trained mm-hmm. law enforcement to have a gun. Educated and trained. Why? <laughs> but why? Because hopefully they have gone through the enough restraint training to learn that. So when well, they use got, it, if they've gotten enough restraint training, why do they need the gun in general then? Like that's why? fair. That's fair. But but my point in general is this, because I want to get to the point of temptation, because because uh, when we talk about violence and and what we have among us, like I I'm a I'm a personal believer that owning a gun is a sin. Because you're keeping a Dang. temptation in your heart and in your home. Because it's the temptation to kill. It's the temptation to take someone's life away. Because when someone enters your home, when you're in the middle of the night, when you have family in your home, you have the temptation and the flesh to urge to protect them with all means necessary. It's even yeah. beyond temptation because you've already given your, so much that you right. went and got the Your heart has already become hardened that... Their life is not as important as your family's. So if you have already made that judgment. So when that moment comes, there is no r- sound reasoned mind. 
you have adrenaline in your blood, and your flesh will act first, always. Because we have well, never <coughs> been through enough training, we have never been through enough scenarios for us to know how we will react. Right. And yeah. so the only way we will react is out of flesh. Even the most like trained Lin- officers are, are like, when they're in times of like heated moments, they snap the crap. Yeah, yeah, I still would trust them over another individual right. just because... Right. Well, let, let me say this, because, like, this is going to sound really ridiculous. I honestly think I would, I could be that person who is able to have a gun, but but not... Um, I, I honestly don't... I, I don't think I would ever... I would be at that scenario to where I, I would just react from the flesh. So, and, and the reason why is because... Um, this might be unique to me, but I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I have a gun in a safe in, in our room. And, and the reason why is because, like... I, I know, I know it's 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 hard, but I just know it's. I would not be tempted at that moment to just act out out of anger and out of hatred because I think this is just me. Like I've I've struggled with this question for a couple of years. I, I hate the idea that um, that decision might come into my hands. I really do, and I know if that moment were to come, and in that moment where I'm just freaked out, I see something happening. Um, the first thing I would do would be to pray to God and and just know. I just ask him to know what I ought to do as a believer. So I have two questions for you then. Yeah. The first one, do you think that you've had the same amount of training as a police officer who unloaded his clip at a, a stop, who had their oh br- breaks? Like, this just happened just yeah. a couple weeks ago. A police officer got acquitted for um, oh murdering an individual mm-hmm. because their brake light was out, and he got scared when he approached the window. There was no fear. The person just let the officer know in a most polite manner that there is a gun in the car. Right. And he, unlo- do. And he and then unloaded his right. gun. Right. Uh, Philando Castillo, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now this is important because that person is well-trained, well... Um, and, 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 and you, I don't know, your experience in your training... Mm-hmm. And this person has also used his gun every day in his life. He right. has it on his hip. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't have it constantly on you. You're not having this con- consciousness next to you. Right. And he still made the mistake right. out of his flesh. His fear overcame his mind. Right. I, I, I Sorry. Say it's the a, question again just well, so I answer it right. <laughs> so do you think you've had more training and more restraint uh training mm-hmm. than that police officer. Um, I haven't had as much training. Okay. I, I certainly well, haven't, but... My second question was... But! No, okay, no, no, yeah, no. go ahead, my go ahead. I'll let you... This. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> have you ever told a lie in a, in a moment where you thought you might be able to get away with it? Oh, yeah, of course. But you knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. This is our flesh. Mm-hmm. This is our flesh. Mm-hmm. Because when we... Even with the constant reminder, we've grown up knowing that we're not supposed to lie mm-hmm. our entire lives. But when we, like, break something, and when there's that brief moment, what do we choose to do? Mm-hmm. We lie. Okay, well, w- so with that... how is that not different than owning a gun mm-hmm. where you're not as right, trained? Well, I, I just need, I just need yeah. to throw this little thing out here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't believe that just because you own a gun, you're sinning, because... People use guns for target. No, it's you know, a temptation it's, to sin. It's like having, but like you know, some people. There, there are some people out there that literally just have a gun just to shoot targets, shoot TVs, or shoot shoot old. Right. Stuff. They like, just go hunting. They just. But yeah, um, you have hunting. it yeah. in your nightstand, waiting for what? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And that's my point, is that having a gun in defense, in, in the mind that is, is for defense, is a sin. Because we as Christians are asked of to love and to trust God with all of our defense. That's true. Well, okay, I, I don't like. Mawan okay, I have things defense. I want to say. Um, <laughs> so, like, to the thing, like, I mean, obviously, I haven't had training, but, like, I mean, just mulling over this question for some time, I know, um, I know the kind of person that I am. I know the kind of person that would the last thing I would want to do, um, even in moments where I'm scared, the last thing I'd want to do would to be to to pick up the gun because I, I just know my own heart. And I know that isn't a temptation for me to act out of my flesh, to pick up the my gun and shoot somebody. Is like, isn't it's not the same, because no, people, no. people struggle because with different sins. Do officers want to kill? I don't think so. I don't think anybody, like right. anybody on law enforcement... Well, I mean, there might be one. <laughs> I, think I, I think for the most part, most people join mm-hmm. law enforcement because they believe in public safety. Right, mm-hmm. right. And so, if that's the case, so like they go in with the understanding that I want to make sure that every citizen... Is safe, mm-hmm. safe their family, you know. But they still mess up. Right, right. They still mess up, and so like, my point is like, I'm I'm glad that you feel confident in mm-hmm. your heart, and I'm not questioning your heart at all. Mm-hmm. But I also know man's flesh. Yeah, and yeah. we act out of just split, you know, yeah. emotion. And you're and you have your family on the line this mm-hmm. time. Now it's your wife, maybe mm-hmm. future children. How are you going to trust yourself? I don't trust myself. And yeah. That's why I don't have a gun. Because mm-hmm. I know that I'm a very emotional person. Because I, I guess this is just something like, I don't think this is like in any way applies to the vast majority of people. I really don't. I, I just, I know like from just like my, my, my prayer, my, my time of just like mulling over this question, I have that gun there. But like, honestly, my first reaction, I know wouldn't be, wouldn't be to grab the gun. I know my first reaction would just be to freeze. I know myself. I know, um, and it's not that, like, I've been in that situation before. I mean, like, in the middle of the night, something would happen. I would freeze, and then I, it's not like I'd grab my gun and then go but, check what it is. And, like, I, 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 I guess... I, I can kind of defend you there a little bit, too, because I know your gun is, like, locked in, like, two different boxes. Mm-hmm. So if there's an attacker at the door, you're, you're not, not going to have time. Yeah. Okay, oh, crap, what's my... I mean, I, I get that. Okay. What, yeah, can I go on to the, what... What was the other thing you said after that? Um, I can't recall. Um, it was you, another point you were making. We were talking about how in the moment of weakness, we still lie, right? Yeah, yeah, no, there was, there's another point you were making. You know what, maybe we should just go on to the we'll next question. Just go on to the next yeah. question. But, um, you had something you want well, to I was just going to say, like, you talked about owning a gun being a sin, and I think that's situational for people, just like how... It's again, the... Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that can be held for a lot of things, like maybe the possession of alcohol for some people is a sin, while it yeah. isn't for others, and I think that yeah. guns sort of fall under that that line. Well, I'm really glad you made that point. I really agree with you. To harm. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, it's only the gun with an intent to harm. So is I kind of want to end on this last area. I, this might be kind of dark, but like we've been talking a lot about, you know, attack at the door for, you know, protecting your wife or, or whatever. Now, uh, I work with children. Now, what if there was a time when an attacker came with a gun to my place of work where there are children? Do I have any justification in stopping that person with violence? I don't, and I don't have restraint training. Mm-hmm. 
I'm a little guy, mm-hmm. and I'm just defending those kids. And if I had a gun, uh, what would I would I have justification? Well, here's the thing, okay? Because we can go situation by situation by situation. Right, but I, I don't mean I don't mean mm-hmm. to make the situation. Yeah. I'm just talking about with kids. We've been talking about people that can defend themselves. Like, make it, okay. <laughs> so you're talking about your wife. Your wife can make your own decisions. Your husband can make their own decisions. But for talking about people that cannot defend themselves, that cannot protect themselves, that have no voice. Okay. Or what about what about this? What, about, what if it is two adults? All right, sorry, I'm making it situational again, but I'm sorry. <laughs> but let's say a homeless person that has no defense, I, it's on the I ground, somebody and has a gun look, up to them. We cannot fight violence with violence. This is the thing. This is when it comes to the crux of our conversation, is that Jesus taught us another way. We've been doing it for since the beginning of civilization, that we fought back with more violence. And you know what it does? just more blood. It just always causes more blood. And that is not the way God taught us. God has said, God taught us, when someone comes at you with violence, you offer grace. And I think that's the point. Now, there's going to be consequences with that. And is it easy to be... But like, yes, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to make this as hard for you as I can. I, I know. Let's say you're in that workplace of kids and, 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 those, and they're under your care. And somebody comes in with a gun. You have, let's say, you have a gun on you. Uh, you probably <laughs> the reason won. there's a gun right there. <laughs> let's just say there is. Oh, that, that'd be weird. But, um, and you had the chance to stop that person. Would you be able to live with yourself if all those kids died under your care and you got to live? Well, for some reason, I didn't get shot. It. But no, <laughs> here's the thing. I'm not saying that we just sit there and be like, let's drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Good day, sir. Oh, th- that's a whole other conversation later. But um, my point is this: um, we have tools given to us by God to intervene in these moments. And the question is: Are you going to use kingdom tools, or are you going to use man's tools? Man has given me a gun. God has given me the Holy Spirit and love. There's videos out there. Or some of my favorite video I just watched yesterday was this. Uh, this attacker came in with a knife into a police station, um, and uh, this uh, cop turns around and instead of just like reacting, they start talking. He asks him to put down the knife. They finally get down the knife and could, and embraces him with a hug. Brings them water, sits them down, gets them a blanket, and they start talking, and they have a good conversation. And he ends up actually not even charging him with anything. They just start really talking about how he can be a part of his life to make it where this is not a decision they make anymore. I believe that's God. God takes something that's impossible for us to understand and makes it beautiful. You know, he makes the ugly into beautiful. And that is our challenge in this world, is if I can enter a space. You know, you think about that one World War One story. On Christmas, they all decided, on this one front, they all decided on three different sides of these trenches to put down their guns. And they drank, and they ate, and they worshipped together. And then after they made that decision on Christmas to put down their arms, they couldn't fight each other 
and they all that entire front had to be disbanded, and they had to be dispersed among different um, groups. That's that's God. God takes something where even in the impossibility of the trenches of World War One, or even in the possibility of somebody coming into the Boys and Girls Club where I'm a chaperone, I'm going to make my best effort to follow God's spirit. And God will make something beautiful, ugly into something beautiful. All right. Let's just go around the table. Yeah. Do any last thoughts? I think that's a very good, yeah. solid point. So. Yeah. In the response, I, you're going to hate me, but I'm going to say, I don't know. <laughs> because, like, um, although, like, like you and I, Esteban, disagree, like, I think we both agree, like, like in that moment, like, I mean, we would want to be, um, we would want to know what God wants us to do. And, and honestly, I, I would just say it seems from that, from your question, it would seem the most prudent thing, the, the best thing um, for, for the sake of everybody would to be to stop that person, you know, with that gun. But, you know, I, I don't know the exact scenario. I don't know what God would be saying to me at that moment. Um, so I guess I don't know um, my response. But I, I guess I, I want to say with all of that, like, again, like, I my stance is like there is a place for like self-defense there is a place to where um you know it, it might be justified to take somebody's life but i in no way try to know every single situation already um without even having god's input of where those applications apply all i'm saying is that there is a place and and perhaps you know you know, God would would be guiding you to to never do that, and and for your for the sake of your own heart and your own relationship with God, you aren't ever supposed to take a life. Um, but uh, again, you know, like we don't know like these scenarios, and we don't know what God is like telling us. Yeah. But and, and that's why I I, I am a soft <laughs> I'm a soft self defense advocate. Who says there is a right where that right applies. I have I, I don't pretend to even know. I think. Hey, just sorry. I just have to have yeah, this last thought towards that uh, on, you know, like this is just like a blanket for over the whole thing. You know, the moment we take that person's life, we've also taken their chance of salvation. Mm-hmm. We've taken away their opportunity um, because now they don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. You, you've ended their life before they had a chance to meet Jesus, which you could have been the gateway towards that. In that moment where they were acting violence against you, if I might add, because I, I, I disagree with the idea that we don't know what God wants. I think God made it very clear. We, we will be martyrs in his love. When, when folks are going to come with stones, we say, God, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And we love them in that moment when we are murdered. It's hard. It's a hard reality for us to accept because it's not natural to us. Because our natural inclination is to survive at all costs. We will do a lot of things to survive. But how much are we willing to let go of our life for somebody else? That's hard. But that's the definition of true love and what God has shown us. Yeah. I just have a, I have a lot of different thoughts going through my head. One of them being if we're going to sort of touch on what you said in a different way you can choose yourself to be martyrs but I don't think that's your place to decide for other people that they get to be martyrs as well that might be a topic for another time but um, I just think that 
in order the only way you can prepare for these situations truly is to make sure that you're on top of your own spiritual walk you can't control it and to have a gun right no we can't can't just, I'm, just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding okay. I'm just kidding I can't disarm the people around me <laughs> all we can do is choose how we're going to respond and if somebody in that same room has a gun and they decide to shoot right well that's on them um, for me, I will not carry a gun because I know who I am. That's for me in my house. Right. We will, I will choose to serve the Lord in the way of nonviolence. There will not be a gun in my house. And when there, those moments come, I will choose to try to be a friend, whatever that looks like. If you, I mean, I think about one of my favorite scenes in Les Mis is like at the very beginning, at the very beginning, we see a thief offered a space to sleep at, in a bishop's house. In the middle of the night, he wakes up and just robs everything. And he runs off. The police catch him. They come back. And they bring back the returned stolen goods. And then they ask the bishop, what should we do with him? Expecting to, like, well, let's kill him. Obviously, he's a thief. And the bishop says, no, I gave it to him. But you ran off so fast. You forgot the best. There's silver candlesticks on the table. For you too. Police guards are left amazed, but more importantly, Jean is left with this amazing love he was not able to accept. And he goes to the altar of God and he's like, God, you've given me life I don't deserve. And eventually he becomes a man of God. That, I think, is where we are struggling mm-hmm. uh, in, in this world. There is a just place for thieves. But God says, if they need it, give them more. You know, they take one shoe, give them the other. Like, if they really need it, offer it to them. And I think that's the next part, you know. Like, are we living in such a way that nobody wants to come to my house and murder me? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. nobody just murders out of no reason. The majority of people who murder are actually out of revenge or mental health issues. So, like, what are we going to do for those folks? Do we just mm-hmm. condemn them or do we love them? That's my argument at the end of the day. And so I, I, I think I'd like to end there. Um, again, as for any podcast, we're not, or episode, I mean, we're not looking for you to find our answers. We're just giving you tools, giving you discussion, hopefully showing you how to discuss in uh, a family-type way at this table. Um, and so we just ask that you pray on your decision. Um, again, as, you know, that, as for me and my house situation, you know, find out what you and her, your house will do. Um, just use the tools that we've given you and the, learn, discuss with other people, find people around you and talk with them and mm-hmm. find what they, what their views and... Yeah. yeah. Look at what God says. I mean, yeah. just read what, what God says about it. Hashtag love. <laughs> All right. And so uh, we'll see you guys next time on another episode. Yeah. See you guys. Thank you.